minutes, bitch. Yeah, minutes, bitch. Uh, minutes, yeah, minutes, bitch. Uh, minutes, bitch. Yeah, minutes, bitch. Uh huh. Minutes, bitch. Yeah, minutes, bitch. Uh huh. Minutes, bitch. Yeah, minutes, bitch. Uh. What's going on, guys? This is Armchair Referees Podcast. I am your host, the man, the myth, the legend, the one that wished he had 22-inch guns, fake hockey. And I'm the co-host, the man with the burner accounts, the bearded brother from another mother, Mr. Chip Bayless. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Episode 5 of Armchair Refs Podcast. Nolan, week one is officially in the books. On to week number two. It's very, very, very true. It was an excellent week of football. You know, um, some of our predictions played out very well. We picked uh, <laughs> the Baltimore uh, Ravens to absolutely blow out Miami, and then our Pittsburgh pick did not work out so well. Not at all. <laughs> and uh, we want to give a a condolence to our producer Devin. We we do know, we do owe our producer Devin a very strong apology. <laughs> we went against his Raiders. We we went against the Raiders, and, and I think our Facebook fans also went against the Raiders because I also checked it was one hundred percent Broncos. I, I'm t- you know it's I don't think anyone saw Oakland beating Denver the way they did. They controlled that whole entire game. The, Absolutely. Like I I was able to watch some of the highlights. And they controlled the game, and Chucky really played to his game plan, and that was run the ball, control the clock. How about Josh Jacobs? Josh G- Jacobs went off. <laughs> a rookie. Kid's looking like a stud already. A rookie. And I said that, remember, uh, I can't remember if it was during the uh, the Facebook video that we put up on our page or if it was episode four when I said it, but I, I said that – there's no way Oakland's going to trade for a back or any, anything like that when we were talking about Melvin Gordon because I think they really like Josh Jacobs. And that just proved it last week that they aren't searching for a back. <laughs> that boy is ready to play, and he's going to be a force in the league for a long time. I can see a little bit of Cleveland Farrell out there making some plays too, and I'm just like, okay, maybe I see this. Maybe that's why they went and spent the fourth overall pick on him. Mm-hmm. It, it's it, – the – Draft picks definitely played played out, and they balled out in week one. Uh, the one game that I would have to say that really surprised me more than, you know, us absolutely picking wrong in the New England and Pittsburgh game <laughs> uh, is honestly the Tennessee Titans and uh, Cleveland Browns game. I watched that game. Watching the Browns get murdered week one after all offseason of them being the all-hype team, um, it definitely leaves a bad taste in their mouth. And, I mean, the Titans are... It was their game to win. It was was their game to win, but... Because the first... How about Delaney Walker going off? Delaney Walker went off. um, Derrick Henry went off. You know, that the offense definitely played well, and Mariota played great. And it, even with the Tennessee Titans missing two starting off offensive linemen, because Taylor once currently suspended, and I think they were also missing the right guard. It was either the right guard or their left guard. I can't remember which one it was. But um, the up until halftime, it was a very close game. 
Uh, and then Tennessee just took over. Tennessee's defense took over, took over yeah. for the most part. Their defense, and I said it, I said it even before the season began, this Tennessee t- team is for real. And that Tennessee defense is a championship oh, their, caliber their defense. defense. is for real because even when they played the Eagles last year, like they played the Eagles tough, and then Tennessee ended up winning that game in overtime. And I look back at that game and I sit there and think, Tennessee's defense is what got that, them that W that day. Yeah, it, it's ten, Tennessee has improved immensely, and it showed. And I'm still sticking to my guns. Tennessee's going to go 12 and four this year. At least 12 and four. They're going to, and they're going to get a bye. And that's your lock. That, that's my lock. I've been calling of the it. year. I've been calling it. I have been. I I think honestly. It's going to come down to three teams that are going to be, you know, playing playing into that AFC Championship game to go to the Super Bowl right now. It's going to be Kansas City, Tennessee, and New England. New England's always there. They're always a contender to do it, especially with AB going there. Now, we'll see how his legal issues go right now. We're going to we're going to dive into that later in in the show, but if AB plays the whole entire year, they're they're a strong contender to be able to go right to the AFC Championship, and that and I don't think the AFC uh, crap. They're, they're the East, yeah. The AFC East is really ready <laughs> to yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you can sit there and say that the Browns had a big L Sunday, but not as bad. So you were just saying about the AFC East, not as bad as the Jets, Jets, Jets. That was their game to win. That was their game to win. Like Josh Allen was playing like hot garbage to, at the beginning of the game, and then they just crumbled. They totally butt fumbled. That was a major butt fumble on you, Jets. Like I got, I, I. I got a buddy. He's he's a huge Bills fan, and he called me. He called me up and he goes, "Did you see that game?" I'm like, "I saw the highlights. I didn't watch the game, but like intermiss while I was like I was going back and forth with the game there for for a while. Uh, whenever I was flipping back and forth between the Sheets game and uh, the Cleveland game and Cleveland Tennessee game, I was flipping back and forth and watching those two. Uh, <laughs> It was Jets' game to win. Like, I thought for sure Lev Bell was going to take over. Once they got that lead, that defense was playing very well. And then I saw C.J. Mosley went down with the injury, and I'm just like, oh, man. I, like, I, think, oh. That's what, I think that's what hurt <laughs> that's them what, the most. That's what he started, yeah. So, but, I, I couldn't believe it, though, because I like I remember, like, I was sitting at Permanis, and I'm sitting there watching the game. I was sitting there watching my Eagles game. And then all of a sudden, it's like we go to like the Jets and Bills, and it's like the Bills made this comeback. I'm like, what? Josh Allen, full 360. Like he did a full 360 from the way he played in the first half to the way he played in the second half. That That really stands for his character and his maturity. You know, younger quarterbacks, normally when that stuff is happening, you throw two picks before halftime. You might as well just call it a wrap with guys that young. Went knuckle down, led his team back, because it isn't like the running game was the reason that they came back. Josh Allen Allen was the reason reason, that they came back. You know, he he was more accurate. He was making the correct reads. 
just finding the open guys or throwing them open. Playing mistake-free football. And that Bills defense as well showed out as well, showing that because like it wasn't like they were getting blown out, blown out. It was still a close game even after halftime, even after like you know the whole entire time the Jets had had the lead. That defense also plays on the part that they were able to come back with. I've been saying it, you know, since last year. Bills defense is, is a top ten defense in the league. They get they have what they need. They probably have one of the best safety duos in the league right now, with uh, Micah Hyde and I think it's Poyer or Poyer. 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 Yeah. So, and then their sec, and then their their number one and number two corners, both young, both very athletic guys, lockdown corners. If you ask me. <clears throat> the linebacking core is very good, and the defensive line is very good. The defensive line is aging, so they're going to have to start plugging those holes here soon. Well, that's why they got Ed Oliver yeah. in the draft this past year. Because uh, I think uh, they got Jerry Hughes. He, he maybe has a year left in the league. Uh, they got rid of Marcel Darius last year to, uh, I think, either he walked or he tr- – or they traded him to Jacksonville. I can't really remember exactly. But that defense line is aging, but they're still playing at a very high level. And Kyle Williams retired. Yeah, Kyle so. Williams retired. And he was he was a staple point uh, on that defense line for many, many years. Many years, yeah. Him and Marcel Darius were like, you know, the wrecking balls of that defensive line. So, you know, um, Bill's defense is, is damn good. I liked what they were able to do with – Yeah. Yeah, I, I couldn't remember if he walked or got traded to Jacksonville, but um, I liked what they were able to do with the running game. Yeah, you know, with the backs that they they have now, um, I think they were that was able to really help Josh Allen get back into his group after halftime. Uh, the wide receiver core, that their wide receiver core subpar, if you ask me. Yeah, I mean, I completely agree. Like, you look at the Bills receiving court, like Zay Jones. Zay Jones is probably the only upside. The only upside, yeah. Like, Cole – well, Cole Beasley is getting older. Like, I don't see Cole Beasley complete 100% living out that contract that they gave him. I see maybe two two to three years. Because I think he signed a five-year deal. I I don't see – Yeah, yeah, I I don't see see him living out that contract. And that's the same thing with – John Brown. I don't see him living out that contract either. So, but I think Zay Jones is like literally the only upside for that wide receiver core. I think that wide receiver core is going to be able to, you know, withstand for the next two to three years, but they're going to have to start replacing the next two to three years. Yeah, draft free agency. Yeah. So, uh, but Bill's defense, uh, Bill's team looked good. It was a good good comeback win. Um, Kansas City. I said it. You had, I told you, you, I told had, you it was going to be a blowout. You had your little scare, though. I did. I did. I thought when Patrick Mahomes went down and they taped up that ankle, I'm like, crap. Yeah, here we go. But you know what? It just shows that he's a hard guy to knock one at knock out of the game. And two, even with the amount of pressure that Jacksonville's defense was putting on him, <laughs> Still balled out. <laughs> yeah. Do we like? We don't even have to go into about Sammy Watkins. Six catches, 198 yards, and three touchdowns. Insane. That's just, that's just insane. And he 
and the bulk of that he was doing even after Tyreek Hill hurt his shoulder. Like, when you take out the guy that's taking the top off the defense and he's still putting up those kind of numbers, and I think it's a real testament because this is the first year he's actually played 100% healthy other than his first year with Buffalo. Because, you know, the past few years he has been either dealing with a lingering injury or there was an injury at some point in time throughout the season or during preseason, so he wasn't entering entering the season fully healthy. Like, he was playing at 90 95%. I think this is the first year since his rookie year that he's 100%. And that this first game of the season proved that, that he has his mobility back, he has his quickness back. Sammy Watkins, I think, is going to have a real big year. Because, heck, we didn't even need Travis Kelsey that much in that win. They kind of they kept Kelsey very – very quiet. Yeah, Sunday. they, they really bottled up Travis Kelsey, Kelsey for the most part. And then, speaking of that Jacksonville game, I have to talk about your boy, Nick Foles, here real quick. Nicky Franchise? Yeah, Nicky Franchise, you know, fucking breaking his, breaking his clavicle. <laughs> and that Minshew kid, did you watch any, any of that game? He, I, I actually, the Eagles played the Jaguars in preseason, and this Minshew kid, he's actually – pretty good like when he play when he get, when he gets it like against the Eagles in the preseason like he did really well Minshew looked amazing in that game when he came in to fill in for Nick Foles like all I have to say to Nick Foles is start packing your bags bud because that Minshew kid is for real even if Nick Foles comes back after eight weeks because that's when they're 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 guesstimating right now is he'll be back after week eight you know, breaking breaking his uh, because this is non uh, throwing shoulder, so that, that's like one bright side of it. But I don't think if Minshew keeps on playing the way he played against Kansas City, Foles isn't getting his job back. That's no. Minshew's team. It, it, I think Minshew's going to take over because he just he commanded that offense, commanded that offense. He looked good. He was accurate. He was making the right throws and he was fitting in some tight spots there there was one throw he made it was like a little little button hook like a little out curl kind of looking thing and Kendall Fuller's coverage was like on point blanketed that receiver he still was able to fit it in there just gun it in even before Kyle Fuller could even make a reaction that Minshew kid, I'm telling you, he—he's the kid's good. He kid's good, and he—I would hope he could throw because he, he, you know, he played at Washington State, and that's all Mike Leach does. <laughs> so, but yeah, um, we were right about that one. I gotta take the L for the Panthers because I picked the Panthers to beat the Rams, even though the Panthers did put up a good fight. I told you what's going to happen. <laughs> I've, I, you did call that, but I figured the Rams being the West Coast team coming over to the East Coast, you know how that goes. Mm-hmm. Um, but the Panthers, they basically lost that game for themselves, man. Turning the ball over, uh, they could have been up, uh, I believe it was 21 to um, – I know Carolina was leading at the time. They were getting ready to score again, and I think Cam Newton ended up throwing a pick in the end zone. Mm-hmm. And it ended up being like the whole turning point, and just proved the why that the Rams are the Rams. And I, it, I like I said, I got to take the, the Rams. The Rams defense is way too good, 
they're just there is really no weakness in that Rams defense. Yeah, well, I think Jared Goff is a little overrated. I think Jared Goff is a um, what's the word I'm looking for here? Is he a system quarterback? Yeah, I think he's he's the product of, of Sean, McVay. Sean McVay. I I think that's strongly what I think you know is the reasoning behind that. <clears throat> and I believe I saw a stat too where the new head coaches. Sunday went or this week went one and six and one. So it's all these teams out there trying to find their next Sean McVay. Let's uh, pump the brakes a little bit. Why? Why is it the past like two to three years there's always one tie in week one? Can we go over? Can well, we just talk about that? Like, wasn't it like two years ago? There was like two of them. There was like Packers, Vikings, and then it was yeah. Steelers, Browns. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. The past three years there's always been a tie in week one. I don't get it. Like, I think leave it to this one team to do it. It's the Arizona Cardinals. Yeah, Arizona Cardinals and the freaking Detroit Lions. Like, I think I saw the thing the other day. Like the last couple of years, like Arizona's found a way to like tie. Like for some reason, like it's just I don't get it. But I was gonna say, I just want to add into this conversation on this. That was another game that could have easily been won or lost. By a simple field goal. By a simple, yep. No, no, I mean, they, like, the Lions should have won it. They should have put their throw, they, the Lions dominated the whole first three quarters of the game, and they fell apart in the fourth quarter. Well, yeah, that's, that's Detroit's M.O. That's Detroit Matthew Stafford's M.O. to a T right there. They put, they played great the first three quarters, and then they look like a bunch of kindergartners in fourth. That's never even picked up a football before. It... I think the one game that definitely got me surprised Sunday was Cincinnati going into Seattle and putting up a fight with the Seahawks. Me, me. That game had me like, are you kidding me? What was the line? I think the line had to be one of the biggest lines this week. I think the game, before the game, I think Seattle was favored like nine and a half, yeah. ten at home. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would like to <laughs> win I, by only one against Cincinnati at home. Me, me. Twelves. What's going on out there? Me and Dev were talking about that before before the podcast, and you know I, I think I owe the city of Cincinnati a huge apology because the first four episodes, any time we any time we have talked about Cincinnati, I have I I have destroyed them. But you you know what? They looked pretty good. <laughs> I just couldn't believe it. I'm like, to go into Seattle. It's the coaching change. That's what it is. They just need to get rid of Marvin Lewis. That, that's all it was. <laughs> that's all it was. It took you over a decade, but you finally turned the page, Bengals fans. Congratulations. You finally figured it out. Maybe it was our coach. <laughs> Maybe it's not the players. It's the coach. Because here's the thing. They did it without A.J. Green, who has been their basically number one bright side for how many years? Because Eifert's constantly hurt. Mixon's rookie first two years in the league, like he looked uh, subpar, okay. okay. Yeah, like okay yeah. last year, he finally kind of broke out a little bit. That like the offensive line for the most part's always been solid, but like whenever you keep on missing top players on that offense, it's really hard to you know actually win games. Like 
And, and we we talked about that, I think it was episode three, about how the tight end position has really evolved and how you have to have a dominant tight end anymore to be able to succeed in the NFL. The Oakland game this past weekend is proof of that. Darren Waller, there were plays schemed perfectly just 100% to Darren Waller. You know, that's... So when Cincinnati keeps on losing, Eifert, who's a top five tight end when healthy... It's hard. It's hard to win games. It's hard to win games. You can't just like the age of having just two dominant wide receivers isn't going to be enough anymore. No. I think the next game that we picked was Colts Chargers. I picked the Colts. I was wrong. <laughs> Gotta admit though, that was a good game. Jacoby looked good. For now, I'm still kind. Of, I'm still on the. 50-50 with, the, with Jacoby. I'm not buying the hype. <laughs> Jacoby looked good. He looked okay. The brisket is ready to cook. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I, Why I can't just, you just I, get I, on the train with me about Jacoby here? Okay, Jacoby is going it's, to be amazing. I got to see more, man. I got to see more. I've seen enough. I've seen enough. The brisket is in the oven, and we're just adding the keys to the Ferrari in it. Okay, that's all it is. That's are we at Arby's right now? We are at Arby's. <laughs> Jacoby lives at Arby's. <laughs> all right, so now i got to talk about my Philadelphia Eagles for a minute. Yeah, what happened with that, that first, first half? That was pitiful. Was atrocious. Absolutely atrocious. I mean, how are you going to let Vernon Davis, aged Vernon Davis, Do you like that? Jim Schwartz's defense, I don't understand why he does that. He, for some odd reason, he's always in that, like, zone coverage, keeping the corners off, like, five, ten yards off the receivers. There was, like, absolutely no blitz. I didn't even see a blitz till like, the third quarter, Nolan. Honestly, I didn't. I, 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 was, I was sitting at work, right? <laughs> And I'm like, what is this game right now? Because Washington's not that good. Before the game, I'm sitting there looking. I'm like, oh, it's like Jordan Reed. That guy could step on a Lego. He could be out for the entire season. The the wide receiving core, who's their best receiver? They don't have Josh Dawson anymore. I don't even think I even. I didn't even know they even had. Like, after Josh Dawson left, I had no idea who they even had after that. Yeah. I'm like, this receiving core is absolutely trash. Like, Eagles should take care of these guys. And for some reason, our corners were just struggling against these guys. I don't understand. Maybe it was just Case Keenum being the veteran quarterback that he is. I I, I don't know. It, but it, it should have never been, been that way. But you know what? D-Jacks look pretty good and green again. All I got to say is, welcome back, Deshaun. Because him and Carson having that, they they just gel. It just looks so perfect. He hit him with that bomb, and I'm like, both times it was just a perfect pass. Like it, both touchdowns were just beautiful. He's just like Tyree Kill. Like you can't overthrow him. There's never an instance where you're gonna overthrow either one of those guys. They're too fast, plain and simple. And when he hit him with that first bomb, I'm like. Is McNabb back in Philly? Because <laughs> that looks oh, like McNabb bomb. <laughs> I, uh, 
McNabb, I think, would probably under three jacks, in my opinion. I, that's just my honest opinion. I will. I like Donovan, but some of the deep passes he did was just completely underthrown. I just I hated when McNabb went deep. <laughs> but yeah, Djax looked great in green again. Um, crap, it 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 looked good. He it, like he's meant to be in Philly playing himself. He should have never. That Chip Kelly, wherever you're at right now, I really hope you watch that game Sunday, and you sit there and think to yourself, "Wow." Maybe I should have never really got rid of him. Maybe I'd still even be the head coach of the Eagles right now. Then again, I shouldn't say that because, I mean, we did end up beating Tom Brady and Bill Belichick in Super Bowl 52. Ha. Huh. You lost to a backup quarterback, Tom. <laughs> so we got the Saints and Texans. This was actually a really good game. How about the Andre Hopkins? You're talking about suplex. him absolutely like like WWE suplex body slam uh-huh. corner. <laughs> I watched I watched that video. I'm like, I couldn't stop watching it. I'm like, am I watching like, a football game? Or even like when I saw it live, I'm like, did he really just do that? Like, yeah, it 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 was a damn good game. It was a really damn good game. game. I thought a lot better than what I thought it was going to uh-huh. be. That what, what was it? A fifty-six yard field goal. Let's hit the win that. Let's hit the winner. Like fifty-six yards in the dome. Screw See, Lutz is, Lutz is used to that though. Yeah. Well, you know, but he, like we used to give that moniker to you know, Legatron, fucking uh, Zerline out there in L.A. But I don't even think fucking Zerline could hit that kick. Like the difference. Like the there's. It's more impressive to me if you do it in a dome than whenever you do it outside because you have a little bit of factors in there. Sometimes, like, you know, you got the wind helping you out, you know, stuff like that. You hit a 56-yard freaking dinger <laughs> in a dome. That man needs to be tested. <laughs> He's shooting something up in that leg. Roger, if you're listening, hit this man up right now. <laughs> But for the brand, he hit it. <laughs> for the brand, Cuzzo. <laughs> and then, uh, it was just, it was a really good game. I was re- really impressed. Uh, the 49ers, Buccaneers, we called that one, right? I, I told you Bucks weren't going to win that one. No. This is Winston's last year. Giants. Giants, Giants lost like we knew they were going to lose because they're still riding Eli. <laughs> I'm gonna go on like a huge strike of talking about the Giants until they, you know, until they finally until they start sit, Daniel yeah, Jones. Yeah, until they start Daniel Jones. The most that it's gonna be is gonna be a score. <laughs> I will not talk about. I don't even care if they play my so you're, Chiefs. You're, you're gonna stand outside of MetLife Stadium, just going on strike until the Giants finally decide to sit Eli. Yeah. Like I'm gonna go on strike about talking to my about talking about them and on the podcast until until they start Daniel Jones. So basically, sorry Giants fans, but you're going to hear the score. <laughs> We're going to pick them. And I'm going to be honest with you, until Daniel Jones gets a start, I'm going to continuously pick the Giants to lose because I don't really see any way that they could win. <laughs> and that's how I stand. So we're going to move on. <laughs> to our week two predictions. What are we moving on to? Vikings-Falcons. Oh, yeah, that's right. 
We picked right. We did pick right on that one. Cousins it wasn't a primetime game. That's why Cousins won it. And the, Falcons, not... and the Falcons weren't over 500. You, you like that, fake? You like that? I'm sorry to all Vikings fans, but yeah, until Kirk Cousins proves us wrong, that's he's overpaid. He was overpaid to begin with. What do you think the Redskins, the Redskins themselves said, eh, no, you can go. Thank you. <laughs> I, still today, I don't understand that. Why would you even, you gave that guy so many years of being like on the franchise tag. At what point do you marry yourself to? And Redskins are like, nah, nah. Nope. Nope. We ain't marrying you. Nope. <laughs> Win a primetime game. <laughs> we'll marry you then. <laughs> Beat some teams over 500. We'll marry you then. <laughs> so, now, now we are going to jump into week two predictions. <clears throat> we have the Buccaneers and Panthers. Tonight's Thursday night game. Tonight's Thursday night game. I can't sing worth a damn, but we're going we're gonna to attempt this one. Um, <laughs> Panthers. Panthers. Plain and simple, Panthers. Easily. Easily. Lock. Winston, I, I, I'm telling you right now. This is Winston's. Winston is done after this year. I completely agree. He done. You'd think with everything that Coach talked about, I believe it was episode two, and we were doing our predictions about Arians and Leftwich being the guys to talk to Winston and everything. It's just there's, like, there's no there's fix no fix in Winston. Winston. He is going to end up being just a backup quarterback from after this year. From I think he's going to be a solid backup somewhere else. I don't think it's going to be in Tampa. No. I think he's he's going to be going somewhere else. But uh, Panthers played way too well against L.A. to lose to Tampa, plain and simple. Panthers are too good. And I, there's nothing that really excites me about Tampa's team right now. No. Like maybe um, O.J. Howard, that's about it. Offensively? Yeah. Yeah, I'd say probably maybe me. Maybe just biased because of Penn State, but Chris Godwin, he's decent. Decent. And that defense? Nah. No. Nothing. No pass rush. I don't think there's really a lockdown even, corner. Even when you got a Dongan Sue on the lines, like yeah. it just doesn't really not it, cut it, it. Yeah, it's not going to cut it. And then we're going to go to the Ravens-Cardinals. Ravens. Ravens. There, there's no way. <laughs> there's no way. There's... You, uh, speaking of Cardinals, did you see Kyler Murray getting sacked by his own offensive line <laughs> Sunday? <laughs> it's like welcome to the NFL, young buck. <laughs> there's always some weak one. Like that, the foolies, that's like the, the stuff. The NFL foolies, like right, right after the season's over, they're just gonna have like the. They're gonna have a nice little laugh about it, and <laughs> it'll be like on like the NFL bloopers. We're going to be like, my ass sacked you. <laughs> uh, Chargers, Lions. Chargers. Chargers. Yeah. I'm going to – Chargers. Definitely Chargers. Colts, Titans. Interesting. This is really hard for me. Titans defense versus the brisket. The brisket is in the oven. But. It's going to get cold in Tennessee? I don't think it's going to get cold. Um. Take I out, think take, he's take, take it out of the oven a little bit. Titans are. I think Titans are going to win this one as well. 
they're they're playing to their strengths, and the Titans proved that in Week One. They ran the ball very well, very well, and Derrick Henry just proved that he was he was, you know, he was taken off from where he he ended last, last year. year. You know, it, like he took it took him a few like reps and carries couple, to really couple years to finally blossom, and then um. And then in week one, took him a few, few, few carries to like really get, you know, pick up from where he left off. Uh, but he once, once he got going, it's hard to bring that guy down. Big time. And he's, he's just so huge. He's huge. He falls forward and he picks up five yards. So like, it's almost like Jerome Bettis, like kind of. Yeah, it's. I think Tennessee's going to win it, but the reason Tennessee's going to win it is because they're going to dominate with the run game again, and they're going to play off that play action pass just like they did in Cleveland it's hard it's going to be very hard to beat Tennessee this year and their defense is just too good I think it's going to be a close game again I'm going to say it's going to be another close game for Tennessee if they blow out Indianapolis I'll be really surprised I completely agree I'm going to go Tennessee on this as well 49ers and the Bengals snooze fest I'm going to take the Bengals. See, here's the thing. <laughs> here's the thing. I've been talking all this crap and said, oh, they're going to lose every single game. So it's like reverse psychology. You're going to say they're going to lose and then they're going to end up They played Seattle they way did. too well. Way too well. So, like, I'm going to take the Bengals on this one. Okay. I, I don't know what kind of game it's going to be, but I think they're going to win it. Hmm. Yeah, I guess I'll, I'll go Cincinnati as well. Jaguars, Texans. Hmm. I'm going to go Texans. I'm going to agree with the Texans there. But this is the real game on whether or not this Minshew kid is for real. It's for real. Okay. Because I still – I said it last week, Kansas City's defense, I think they played very well, but I don't think they're where they need to be. I don't like, I don't even think – we're going to make playoffs. We're going to get a bye. Kansas City, Kansas City is. But I don't think that team's ready for a Super Bowl. The defense just isn't there yet. There's still a little bit like questions in the secondary. Outside Tyron Matthew, it's going to be hard. So, I, I think Minshew played very well against our defense, but the Texans' defense—that's the real test. Especially the Texans being at home. Yeah, that's the real test. So if Minshew looks good, fools, start packing your bags because you're up and out. (laughs) So I'm still going to take Texans, um, but I. I think the Texans are going to – it's not going to be a blowout, but it's not going to be close. So, like, a two-touchdown. Yeah. I feel you. I Jacksonville just seems like they've fallen a reverse after that at, – after one, two years ago. Yeah, two years ago, reaching the AFC Championship game, and after that, it's just been falling apart. Mm-hmm. All right, next game we got is Packers-Vikings. Packers. 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 The pack attack is back. Plain and simple. Packers at home. 
I'm going Packers. Packers are home. They're playing at Lambeau. That defense, as I said, has improved immensely. Immensely. And Major I think, changes on the defense. And I think Aaron Rodgers is If that defense would play like they did last Thursday, this Sunday, mm-hmm. Kirk Cousins is going to have a long day. He's going to fold like a lawn chair. Mm-hmm. So, as I said, I think Aaron Rodgers is buying in, buying in to, you know, what's going on in Green Bay right now. And LaFleur was the only rookie coach to win yeah. this past week. So it, I, think he's buying, I think he's buying into, like, what LaFleur wants to do. So, um, yeah, back attack is back. And the game, I don't think you really want to talk about, but <laughs> Cowboys, Redskins. Hmm. What would you do if the Redskins beat the Cowboys? Well, I'd laugh personally. I mean, hysterically. I don't think it's going to happen. I think Cowboys are going to win this one. <laughs> but, you, you didn't let me finish, but I know for well that the Redskins are a complete trash. <laughs> and that's why I'm going Dallas, unfortunately. Dallas well, uh, going to D.C. and winning it. Yeah, I, I think that's the way it's going to go down. Dallas actually looked pretty good. Like the little bit I was able to watch of the game of that team, I, I'm refusing to talk about. Um, Dallas looked really good. And, like, Zeke Zeke looked good, if you ask me. That and also that whole entire offense line is back and intact with Frederick being back and, you know. So, uh, yeah. Cowboys are going to win it. Big. You got a blowout. Big. Okay. 50 burger. Whoa. <laughs> Fake Hockey League putting a 50 burger on the Cowboys. <laughs> I don't know about a 50 burger. I mean, big, yeah, but 50 burger? 50 burger. It's going to be a 50. I will definitely remember that for episode six next week. <laughs> All right, next game we got, we got the Seahawks going to Pittsburgh. Two teams coming off, you know, Steelers lost big. Like, that game wasn't even close. No, and it just, like, that game there just goes to show, like, I don't know, Steelers fans, maybe that was just a reality check of how far away you are from being on New England's level you can sit there and throw the excuses about not having Le'Veon or Antonio, but that was your own choices to get rid of. Like I get why I get rid of AB. I I mean, you, what Bell's you, a different player. What other options did the Steelers have though? I mean, I understand. Well, pay them. <laughs> yeah, but did that's, you really, really want to deal with that for another season? Another show like that the Steelers put on in 2018 pay your running back I get why you get rid of AB definitely get why you get rid of AB now but pay Lev <laughs> they could have one of the best two-headed attacks in the backfield I, I completely agree. that the league has ever seen just me personally pay, you pay the man um, so I'm going to take the Seahawks in this game Going into Pittsburgh, I'm taking the Seahawks. I think they're gonna they're gonna learn from their mistakes that they made while playing Cincinnati. And like you can never count Russell Wilson out. 
I'm gonna I'm gonna take the Seahawks okay. in this one. Okay. I think it's gonna be a close game, but I'm gonna take the Seahawks in this one. Bills and that other team. I think I'm gonna go. I think I'm just gonna go Pittsburgh. I'm gonna take the safe bet. I'm gonna go Pittsburgh. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. And then uh, now time for Bills and that other team. I will not the other, speak their the name. The other New York team. Uh, the team that I will not speak of their name. Bills. Taking Bills. And I'm just not taking the Bills. I'm taking the Bills by three touchdowns. Josh Allen going off? Josh Allen's going to go off. Because that other team, mm-mm. <laughs> mm-mm. Is this the game the Giants are like, they give Eli a little bit of, they see how Eli does in this game. If he struggles, then then. No, no, I, I told you this. They're they're too committed with Eli. They, they are committed to this craziness. That man could go out there, throw eight picks, and they're like, "Oh, we're going to continue to ride him till the end of the season." That's our quarterback. Bills. Why? <laughs> Bills big. <laughs> Bill, Bill, Bills by three touchdowns. I'm telling you right now, three touchdowns. Bills by fucking three touchdowns, and that defense is going to take over. I'll do. And you know what? Four picks by that defense, and one is going to be by a fucking defensive tackle. <laughs> I'm going to go Bills by 10. Bills by 10, okay. <laughs> Patriots-Dolphins. I mean, it's in Miami. It's in Miami. <laughs> and for some odd reason, the Patriots can't win down there. For some odd reason, I do not understand. And after the ass whooping, are you taking the Dolphins? <laughs> absolutely not. <laughs> well, newsflash: I'm taking the Dolphins. <laughs> Dolphins fans, Fitz Magic is going to ball out. <laughs> this is the game. Fitz, he does it. Fitz always has one game. One game. He's September's work. MVP. That's what I'm okay. That's what I'm saying. I predicted the Dolphins are going to go three and zero, and then sit Fitzmagic sit out the rest of the season and go three thir- three and thirteen. Fitzmagic always has that one game of the year where he throws for like almost six hundred yards and like four touchdowns. This is the game. <laughs> He's going to sprinkle his magic beard all over the Dolphins, and they're going to play like <laughs> they're going to play like they're a Super Bowl winning team. <laughs> It's in Miami. <laughs> I can't, yes, I'm I can't do it. I can't do it. As much as I want to, I can't do it. Fitz is going to throw for almost 600 yards and four touchdowns and, a, and, a, and an interception. You, you have to add the interception. You heard here <laughs> first, folks. That's a lock. I'm taking the Pats. I can't do it. As much as I want to take the Dolphins, I can't do it. You're getting up on this crazy train with me? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I'll just be the lone wolf on this one. <laughs> All right, next game we got is your Kansas City Chiefs at the Oakland Raiders. Chiefs. I can never go up against my team. I can never go up against my team. <laughs> Chiefs. For sakes. We threw we, <laughs> we threw Devin completely <laughs> under the bus last week. <laughs> And I the think the reaction good. we got was much needed now. 
Because <laughs> you remember, we both got birds. And I'm not talking about Seattle or Philadelphia or Atlanta birds either. I think it's going to be a close game. Because as I said, our defense is not there. And quite honestly, I the Chiefs' defense, just like the Raiders' defense, has a lot of holes that still need plugged. I think each of us are two to three years away from having the top, like a top 15 defense. A few more offseason moves, a few more good draft picks, stuff like that. And I think both those defenses can be in the top 15. There's still a lot of holes. So I think it's going to be a very offensive game. Close. that Like that version of close. Where there might be 60 points, 70 points scored apiece. You know. So you're looking at like a shootout. Oh, it's going to be a shootout. Um, I'm still going to take my team in it. <laughs> but Patty Mahomes, <laughs> over 500 yards and six touchdowns is what I'm going to say. And an interception. Maybe one or two interceptions. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry, Devin, but i got to go Kansas City. That's all right, guys. If you guys play against my team, that's all right. We get the dubs. That's all right. That way, that way all I can do, all, all I want to do is look at y'all and be like, I told you. So that's what I want to do. That's all, that's all I care about. It well, it's much deserved. It's much deserved this week for yeah, sure. That I told Even on you Facebook, so. you have every right to talk everybody on Facebook too, because everybody went Denver on Facebook. <laughs> no, this is what I'm going to say. I'm going to say it like this. I just want to be able to say, hey, listen. If 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 Oakland does win at Kansas City, or oh, sorry, Kansas City at Oakland, if Oakland wins. You guys have to like pick my team for the rest of the year or something because it's going to be insanity. Here's the thing. If they do win, I'm going to start thinking I was a for that some we're, kind we're, of punishment kind of like <laughs> I'm going to start thinking that like we're the curse for the other team, the opposing team playing Oakland. <laughs> so you're just going to pick Oakland just to save them, spare them. <laughs> It'd be interesting. <laughs> Next game we have is the rematch of last year's NFC Championship game. Saints Rams. Saints Rams. I'm taking the Saints. Take the Saints in that one. I'm I'm gonna take the Saints. They're coming in with some vengeance. Big time. Huge vengeance. This is like the Saints Revenge Tour. This has been the Saints Revenge Tour for the past two seasons. I won't be surprised if the Saints go in there and just like maul the Rams. I think. Um. What the heck was what was that? What was that called down in? Oakland, I mean, uh, down in New Orleans there a while the, back. The pass interference. No, no, no. I'm oh, talk- the, the Minnesota Miracle? No, no, no. Whenever they were paying the players to hurt quarterbacks. Oh, Bounty Gate. Yeah, I think it's going to be ga- Bounty Gate 2.0. They're going to be taking off Jerichoff's head. Greg Williams, if you're out there, we're sorry. <laughs> it's going to be Bounty Gate 2.0. <laughs> Sean Payton is going to roll in with the cash and Lombardi Trophy again in the locker you room. You break... <laughs> Jared Goff's leg. I'm paying somebody. <laughs> just going to have Kamara and Michael Thomas on the sideline just slipping like a couple dollar bills. Like, hey, man. Sticking their legs out, tripping guys. Pulling a Mike Tomlin. <laughs> <laughs> Here comes Robert Woods. Trip him. <laughs> Girl, he had the 50. Oh, nope. What happened? 
Uh, but yeah, I, I'm going to take the Saints. I'm going it. Saints as well. I I just can't. The Rams. I think they're going to take a step back this year. I think they're going to take a step back, but there's no way they're missing playoffs. PFT, oh, they'll, they'll you be in the crazy playoffs for sure. But I you, think they're just going to take a step back. I'm not saying I'm not. Yeah, I think they're not. Uh, they're not the same team as they were last year. I'm just calling out PFT. You're you're insane if you think LA's not making playoffs. <laughs> you need to fire that guy to put that bracket together. <laughs> uh, Chris Sims, Mike Florio, you're you on the issues. hot seat. You, you got issues. <laughs> uh, Bears, Broncos. Now, if I was Jay Cutler, who would I pick? <laughs> this is the Jay Cutler game. That was fucking out of nowhere. That was great. <laughs> you can take a pack of smokes. Yeah. Just, just give me a pack of smokes and a Bud Light. I'm good to go. <laughs> I'll get back to you in an hour on this pick. He had to pick between those three things and be a pack of smokes. <laughs> be a pack of smokes. <laughs> uh, I'm taking the Bears. Big. Dub Bears. Dub Bears. Big. 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 Now we They're got gonna our... roll into Mile High and just punch Joe Flacco in the mouth. <laughs> I mean, it's gonna be nasty. Look, Mack truck might kill Joe Flacco. <laughs> he might take his freaking head off. Yeah. And it's going to be glorious. <laughs> like Kiko Alonso almost did a couple oh, years ago. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, I, Bears defense takes over, controls that whole entire game. The, the offense is good. It's just a testament on how good Green Bay's defense is. Yeah, I think this is the week that the Bears offense bounces back from last week's game. Because that, I mean. They really all put it together. Yeah. This is the, this is the game that they just. Everything, defense, special teams, offense, it all just gels together for Matt Nagy. Bears big. I like the Bears. Now, no, or fake, we get to our next uh, game, my beloved Philadelphia Eagles on Sunday night at the Atlanta Falcons. This is going to be a really good game, in my opinion. Eagles Falcons. These past couple times that we've met, it's always it all, like even back in 2017 in, in the uh, divisional game, fourth down, all Matt Ryan had to do was get it into Julio Jones's hands, and it went through. Eagles move on, eventually win the Super Bowl. I'm gonna take the Eagles in this one. You like the Eagles in this one? I like the Eagles in this one. Um, I, I think it's gonna be a really close game. It's gonna be a shootout, in my opinion. Um, but I think the Eagles' defense, yeah, they, it's the Eagles, gonna, Eagles' defense is going to have a bounce back after looking kind of sluggish against the Redskins last week. Uh, they're definitely going to be after Matty Ice all night. So I'm, I'm liking the Eagles. Yeah, I'm going to take the Eagles. I'm, I'm going to take the Eagles by a field goal. Okay, fair enough. Browns <laughs> Jets. <laughs> Listen, last season when this when these two teams played on Thursday night, everyone <laughs> viewed this game as a sleeper game. But it was also the same night that we got to witness the Baker Mayfield experience. I'm taking the Browns, man. There's no way the Jets win. Yeah. <laughs> Plus, you have Sam Darnold being out. There, hey, hey, Sam Darnold's out with the same disease that I had a, a month ago. Bono. Yeah. Huh. 
Even if they had Sam Darnold, I'm still taking the Browns. <laughs> <laughs> Browns, big. <laughs> There's the Browns got their shit kicked in last weekend. Like it wasn't just like you know you you, you they, lost. They, by they a... definitely got that reality check. Yeah, Sam Darnold. Hey Arnold. Browns by seven. <laughs> there you have it. That producer Dev taking taking the Browns by seven, but. There's, it's not going to be that close. I promise you it's not going to be that close. Darnold's out. I don't know if even Mosley's going to be back this week. I saw something on Le'Veon Bell earlier, too. What was going on I think he, I think he's dealing with an ankle issue. I'm not too sure. So if he's going to play Monday night or not? I, I, I think he'll still play, but he's just not going to be the it's same. It's going to be like the lack of he, reps. I, I think he's going to be playing at maybe 80%. So, but... So. No way. No way the Jets 15, win. 15, 20 carries for Bell? Yeah. Right, it sounds about right. Either way, there's no way the Jets win. No. The, the Browns are coming back with a freaking vengeance this Big week. Big time. I mean, they, they definitely got the reality check. Because they knew that Sunday. they – I mean, the Titans really gave them a reality check. They knew for Brought a fact that they, they, they could have won that game against Tennessee. They should have won that game against Tennessee. So – Browns are going to ball out. Baker Mayfield is going to be swinging it. OBJ is going to be Landry. It's, it's, it's going to be insane. It's too much for the Jets' defense. There is too much talent on that Bills' offense to not pick them. And the Jets' defense, they, they fixed a good bit, but it's really only their front seven. Yeah. That, that that secondary is it's a, it's a question mark. Yeah, it's like outside of Jamal Adams, it's just like yeah, like, it, it's just there's too many ifs, ands, or whats going on in that secondary. And if Mosley's still out, you who's your captain? Who's the guy commanding that defense? So it's yeah, Browns big, <laughs> Browns big. It's it's going to be another stupid Monday night game that's not even close, and everyone's going to turn it off at halftime. Set your alarms. <laughs> <laughs> well, that concludes our week two predictions. Now, I think we've reached the point where everyone's been waiting for another week in the life of Antonio Brown. And yet again, the saga continues. Like, I feel like this is like almost turning like into like a soap opera. Well, more, more like a Star Wars series. Because, like, you know, one movie ends and then just more sh- keeps on coming out. Episode 69. <laughs> like, it makes me think that Oakland got a heads up on it. On on this lawsuit that was just filed on him. Because you don't let a guy come in and apologize and make it seem like this is going to work out. And then you cut him the next day. So I'm wondering, did Oakland get a heads up? Be like, listen, this guy's about ready to get served with a lawsuit for a, you know, potential rape. I actually got to give applaud to the Raiders because I think they did a lot of homework on this. Mm-hmm. As much as Devin wants to disagree on this, I think they handled this pretty well. I, I, I said, I think they got. I mean, a outside heads up. of calling Mike Mayock a cracker, but as you guys, all I can say. There you go. You shit on my team and say you pick the, pick other teams over them. 
My, one of you picks my team, and then you're going to try and give the Raiders props. Listen, How dare you? Listen, Devin. How dare you? Winning puts asses in seats. And as of right now, there ain't going to be any asses in seats until you guys move to Vegas. <laughs> Anyhow, I think Oakland got a heads up on this lawsuit. I, I think Oakland had the idea that they were going to keep Antonio Brown originally, and and that's why they let him come in and apologize with the team captains and everything. And the idea was that, you know, we're going to keep him. We're going to try to work this out. But I think in that same day, they're like, what they they got some type of heads up. Listen, Antonio Brown's about to get served with a lawsuit for a potential sexual assault. And that's where they made the decision, cut ties. We don't need this anymore. And then New England signs him, and then, what, a day after he signs with New England, he gets served with that lawsuit. It, 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 the news comes See, out here, that he's getting I, accused of sexual I assault. This. I think he was trying, like, all the off-field antics that he did this, this entire summer, I think he was just doing it just to get out of Oakland. I think he didn't want to truly be there. No, I don't like think he, he truly wanted he to be there either. Want, he just he didn't feel it. He wasn't. I think Pat McAfee said it best. He called God, and the devil answered. And God said, "Get out of Oakland." <laughs> well, yeah, he said, "Get out of Oakland," but the devil, Bill Belichick himself, answered. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I I think. <laughs> well, Bobby Kraft. I think because New England contacted Pittsburgh and offered them a trade and. New England was going to overextend. Pittsburgh was not going to send him to New England. From what I heard, the offer was two first-round picks and a second from New England for Antonio Brown. And in that kind of situation, you kind of do got to really think about it. And then so you also got to put. It I think it's one of those things. Like, but does Pittsburgh want to make New England better? Yeah. So Pittsburgh Which turned. Pittsburgh was not going to do. Yeah. They ultimately turned him down, and then he was traded to. Oakland for a third and a fifth. Yeah, it was a third and a fifth. So that I think ultimately that's where he wanted to be. I don't think he wanted to be in Oakland, and he was trying to do everything to stay in Oakland. But Oakland was trying so hard to make it work because of his talent. And as I said, I think Oakland got a heads up that he was about to get served with this sexual harassment, like this stuff with the sexual uh, the sexual assault was going to come out. And they're like, you know what? This is time to cut ties, because it wasn't even a day or two after he got he got cut and signed with New England that this came out. The allegations came out from a former trainer that he had and went to and went to school with in Central Michigan. I read the New York Times report on that. It was a damn good article. It's really hard for me to get into articles like normally. Like I I read the first three paragraphs and I'm done. I read that whole entire article and it was long and extensive. There are some serious claims. And also, if any of this stuff is true, really speaks volumes of Antonio Brown's character. And how, as I said last week, I think Antonio Brown's just reached that point where he just thinks he can get away with anything and not, and he's untouchable. And there's nothing that's ever going to come back and bite him. But I think this, this is going to be the reality check. There there was claims that like if- he, he stood behind her and ejaculated on her back and there um the and that was one day and then he 
actually legit assaulted her um, on another day. Like, these are some serious claims. Like, these are claims that can put Otonio Brown in prison. And that's the other thing, too, because he wiretapped John Gruden in that video. Yeah, that te- vid- technically, in the state of California. In the state of California, it's illegal to do that. And mm-hmm. even in, if if Gruden's feeling like, hey, man, this guy needs some time to, like, think about what he did, like, this could be it. Like, I don't think Gruden's going to do it. I, I, I think Gruden's just going to be like, you know, you know, kind of thing. I got more important things to be worrying about. And, but... Attorney Brown, he's... If this, if, this, is, if, if this is honestly true, like, the actions that he did, and this, everything is completely all said and done, like, he did all this and it's completely true. Oh, he's looking at some long prison time. Long prison time, possibly even the end of his career. Oh, it, it, it It's got to be. He's in his 30s right now. He goes to jail over this one, done. And honestly, the NFL is already talking about putting him on the commissioner's exemplist. yeah. And if you ask me right now, do it. Put him on the exempt list. He doesn't need to be playing football right now. He has far more important things to be worrying about. And I don't think his mental stability is there right now. Mentally, he is gone. Like, he just, I don't, it's so hard to tell. Like, we're. So, um, I don't foresee Tony Brown playing any football this year. I don't foresee him playing next week. I think we're a day away from him being put on the commissioner's exempt list until this is all sorted out. AB's in trouble. Plain and simple. Big time. As I said, I read these reports, and then after it came out, he emailed that woman. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you read the email. I, I, I heard about the email, I, but I didn't, phys- I didn't personally read it. I, I have it here. I took a screenshot of it. Um... It's <laughs> it's not pretty. It's not pretty. Um, let me see here. So it's he ba- he's basically like trying to call her out in a way, like you know, just saying like so you ain't kind of, you ain't nothing. So it's kind of like the beef he had on Twitter with Juju. Yeah, like. Like, basically telling her that she isn't nothing or anything like that. And this is after. No, it isn't after. Sorry. It. I think she brought it up to somebody or something kind of like that. I'm not, I'm not entirely too sure. But either way, he. The email is not going to help his case. Like, he. This is good. This is something serious, and yet again, he acted like it was nothing. Even when, like, he can try to bribe, like, it's you might as well just forget about it because he's it's already out. It's, it's already it's, out. It's already out. Everything's leaked out. Like, you might as well just go ahead and call it a career. It's it's over. Yeah, as I said, I don't foresee Antonio Brown playing this year. And if Oakland did get that heads up, solid move right there. That's a power Solid move. move. Solid move right there. Get get him out of there. Plain and simple. Because I think Adonio Brown has officially burnt too many bridges in the NFL. 
I think this is it. Dunzo. Dunzo Alonzo. Gone. <laughs> Dunskies. See ya. Peace. Sayonara. Your career's done. This this might be the the final straw for the NFL. Cause like, you know, look at Greg Hardy. He's fighting MMA now. <laughs> that guy can still play. He could probably still be a 10-plus sack defensive end in this league. But no one's going to touch him. And AB's going to be the same way. We don't care how, ma- how much talent you have. We don't need the cancer. Because that's what he is. He can go back to the mass Singer. <laughs> no. No. No, 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 no. Put on that hippo suit again? No, 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 no. Why? He should not do that one either. <laughs> <laughs> it... I'm sorry, A.B., I tried, man. I tried to hook you up out there if anything fails in the NFL. Like, I wouldn't even want... Like, if... If if I'm a manager or something like that, and I'm having to hire people, I wouldn't even hire A.B. You'd have to be a crazy-ass supervisor to (laughs) see that resume and be like, yeah, you... you Come on in for an interview. (laughs) Multi-time pro bowler, all pro... This and that, he's so many accolades, but then you sit there and look at the dark side of him, and it's like, yeah, you can just go ahead and go. <laughs> this was a giant waste of time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I said, I think AB's career is officially done. There's, there's too much stuff following him around right now. I won't be surprised if New England just goes, see ya. At first, when I heard this going down, I'm sitting there thinking maybe she did this on like a like maybe she was just doing this because she was desperate for money. She found out that he to see the payday that he got from the Patriots, and then she wanted to leak it. But the more like you just showed me the yeah, the more that comes out, the more that comes out, and the you just showed me the email. I'm starting to really think like okay, this is some serious shit going on right now, like. He's done. (laughs) And it isn't like, you know, this is the first time she's actually kind of spoke out about it. Because I I read, as I said, I read that New York Times article. And she had opened up to her pastor, I think, about a year ago. I say, wasn't wasn't something about she tried to say something like back in like 2017? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Like she told her mother, she, she opened up to her church groups. And like, you know, this isn't the first time. It's the first time that she's just took legal action on it plain and simple so if it ends up coming out to be true done no team's gonna touch him and no team no team would even have the ability to touch him anyhow because he'll be sitting in prison like done skis done I think Antonio Brown has finally dug that hole that he can no longer get out of. And I won't be surprised if he does get placed on that commissioner's exempt list if New England just cuts ties with him. Thanks for showing up. Bye. Have a good time. Done. It's... I don't think New England's going to want to mess with that at all if he put, gets put on the commissioner's exempt list. I think he's going to be like every other player that gets put on the commissioner's exempt list. You end up on that list, you're getting released. Kareem Hunt had it happen. Hardy had it happen. So you ain't going to hear about him or see him again? Like 
he he's done. He's done. So great career, but idiot off the field. Big time. Gifted player, moron off the field. He just got too like he got too big for his own. You know? I think as I said, I think he just finally reached a point where he just thought I can get away with everything because I'm getting away with everything at my current team, you know? So he he's done. So Ryan Clark, you get the major shout out because he called that back when A B first got his big payday. Mm-hmm. Like, you pay this guy, you are creating a monster. And they paid him. Ryan and Clark, the monster you got created. That. So it's he done, he done. Peace, peace. Dunzo. So we're gonna we're gonna dive in a little bit of baseball here. We're gonna we're just gonna touch on this. Uh Dodgers locked up their playoff spot this week. They officially won that in the NL West. Congratulations, Dodger Nation. Okay, now I whether or not if you can make it out of the playoffs will be the true test. <laughs> Because every year they win the NL West and they just bomb. <laughs> choke. They are the they are the true choke artists. <laughs> and then our Phillies are still in the playoff race. Somehow. Oh. Somehow. Yeah. Somehow. Somehow. But I think the Brewers. Uh, Brewers are. I don't foresee the Brewers actually be able to bounce back from Christian Yelich breaking his kneecap. I yeah, think that's, that's definitely a tough blow because, I mean, Yelich was having a great season. Your number one hitter. Number one hitter. The guy you wanted coming up if, you're, if the game was tied in the bottom of the ninth. Absolutely. Or down in the bottom of the ninth in general. Um, I think that's that. That's really going to hurt um, the Brewers. And then we got our remaining schedule. Philadelphia's remaining schedule is huge right now. Because you have Washington. I think we have a four-game series with Washington. We play Atlanta twice. Uh, we have Cleveland. I'm trying to remember here. I have Cleveland. Oh, Boston. I have two game series with Boston. Three games with... Oh, no. Why the heck is Owen down here? Um, so, we, we got took... Boston. We got another series with the Braves. Yeah. Three game series with the Braves. So far, we've only won one game in this current series against the Braves. We can we can even it up here if we win tonight, which actually right now is bottom of the second, and we're down 2-1. And then two game series with... Redskins, another three-game series with... Redskins? Red Sox. <laughs> I was going to say, since when did Dan Snyder get into baseball? <laughs> hey, you never know, man. <laughs> uh, three-game series with the Braves. Three-game series with the Indians. Um, I think it's a four... A crucial... Yeah, four-game series with the Nationals. So that's five games. Five games? Uh, yeah, oh, crap. One was hiding on me. Yeah. Five game series. That's a huge one. We have to very least, crucial. They have we'll to take, at least. They have to at least take three games. Three. Out of I was that. gonna say yeah. Probably take at least three out of five out of that. Uh, and then a three game series with the Marlins, and that ends the season. So, those last seven games are must win seven games. 
Philly needs to get their head out of their ass and beat the Marlins. <laughs> they need to sweep the Marlins and at least take three from uh, from the Nationals. Agreed. But at the same time, they need to they need to win tonight. And they they got to get the they got to get the crucial ones too in the interleague. They, like yeah. they got to beat the red. They got They got to win the the Red Sox series. They got to win the Indian series. They need to win tonight, and then also uh, at least take two games from the Braves. Fine and simple. Phillies, you're right there. It, it's there, but it's going to all depend. It's gonna take it's going to take a lot of work for mm-hmm. Gabe Kapler and the crew to get it done. Mm-hmm. 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 We'll see. We will see. Because the big fellow and Bryce, they're, they're staying hot. So is JT. Keeping afloat. They're basically the only reason. And my boy. Michael came back and hit bombs. My boy Mike's back. He just he launched crushed. that baseball. He crushed that ball. Like we're, that, that's, that's what I'm saying. Philadelphia is just tearing the cover off the baseball right now. If the pitching staff could just keep up with just them, keep up, yeah. we're giving up too many runs. That pitching staff is giving up way too many runs right now. Yeah, we can't sit there and survive off living. I mean, a win's a win, but you can't be sitting there living off these six, five, seven, six wins. Like, I think I think the last time we played Miami, we gave up nineteen runs in one 19, game. Yes, like you don't give up Disgusting. nineteen runs. To, to the Miami. <laughs> if we don't make playoffs this year, they need to seriously put some thought in revamping that rotation. So they're going to spend stupid money again. I think they need to. I think they should have spent stupid money last year. <laughs> we still love you, Bryce. Like, this, the stupid money we spent on Bryce, it's not stupid money. It's paying off. It's paying off. It's yeah. paying off. Thirty plus home runs, over a hundred RBIs. That's what you Andrew want. McCutcheon's coming back. I don't think McCutcheon's coming back. You don't think he is? I don't think McCutcheon's coming back. I think next year's outfield is Corey Dickerson, Hazley, and Harper. Okay. I think that's the outfield we're going to roll with for years to come, because Dickerson's still young. Hazley. Has played great defense and he's and he's he's hit the ball amazing. And Harper's defense has just gotten better throughout the year. Did you see him just launch that thing from right field and just gun that guy out at third? Mm-hmm. You do, when are people going to learn you don't run on Bryce? You don't. <laughs> that man has a rocket attached to his freaking arm. <laughs> you don't run on him. It's just like trying to steal on JT. You don't do you don't, it. You don't steal on JT. <clears throat> so it's that's the only thing that's been holding holding Philadelphia back, and that's the the rotation. I think the rotation is a little bit better, and our bullpen is a heck of a lot better. We're we're a World Series caliber team, but that rotation needs to get better because we can't always rely on. Jake Arietta and Aaron Nola. Can't. And Hector uh, Nears. Yeah. Is not a closer. No. He's a setup guy. We all know it. He's a setup guy. 
he's a damn good setup guy. He's a guy that, like, you know, he can come in for a few closes if the closer's, you know, pitched five nights in a row and, and lock it up. Yeah. But he's not an every night closer. No. So. He's not a guy you can rely on to get get the outs in the ninth when you need it. and Yeah. Either Philadelphia at this offseason either needs to go out and spend stupid money on a, on a starting pitcher or they just need to trade for one, plain and simple. At least start bringing in the guys that can at least get the job done. Not get these top caliber pitchers, but like get the guys that are kind of like solid three, solid, solid three. three and four guys. Yes, because I don't understand why the hell we brought in Vargas. Why he pitches like if the Mets want to get rid of you, there's an issue. There's, there's an issue with there. If the Mets go, eh, not really that good. And they're willing to trade you with inside the division. That's a red flag. <laughs> oh, you, Philly wants him? Yeah, we'll trade you. Do we? That's to, a red flag. Way to downgrade the division. Yeah, like, that's a red flag. Because, heck, when... when when he would pitch against Philadelphia, we would destroy him. Why would you bring that guy in? And why the heck would you keep on giving him starts? <laughs> I don't know what the Phillies even saw even in that trade. I, I don't. We need a reliever, but we're going to trade for a crappy. <laughs> a guy that probably should still be in AAA. <laughs> no. It's a, either they need to go out and spend some money and fix that route. That rotation next year, or they need to at least make make a trade. Because uh, I heard Cincinnati's thinking about possibly shopping around Sonny Gray next year. Um, there's there's always solid number three and four guys. I think Sonny Gray would be he'd be a good three. He, I think he would take Arietta's spot as a number two. As a two. Yeah. Okay. Because I think Arietta's finally hitting that point in his career where he is going to be a number three guy. So, um, honestly, I would, I would love to see Sonny Gray in, in Philadelphia. I don't think it's going to happen. Um, at the same time, I don't think he's a real good fit for the ballpark. So, but we'll, we'll see. We'll see. I, I think they need to at least either, A, go out and make a trade, this offseason or sign sign somebody to pitch in that rotation. Like I love the fact that they they were trying to grow throughout the farm system. Outside of Aaron Ola, there's no, no one really no, I'm no, too excited about. Nope, exactly. So there's a lot it's of, not what it was like five years ago. There's a lot I'm excited about in the bullpen down in triple A and double A. I'm excited about a few few of the prospects there. Like bullpen wise, what like mid relievers, late late relievers, guys like that. But starting rotation starting wise, rotation, no, not too excited about anybody yet. Um, you know, but base, you know, baseball changes. There's guys that just like you know, it finally clicks. That one pitch starts really getting going, and that sets up all their other pitches. So you never know. Uh, but I think we definitely need to go out and make a trade. Because if you if you look the way baseball is going nowadays. There's always the top three pitchers. There's always a big three just dominating. Uh, Houston has it right Houston. now. 
Houston has it right now. Houston has it right now with Garrett Cole, Verlander, and uh, crap. They just traded for somebody. I can't think of it off the top of my head right now. Garrett Cole, Verlander. Verlander. They just traded for this guy. I completely lost the thought there. I'm going to Google it real quick. <laughs> Grinky. Grinky. Oh, Grinky. <laughs> Yeah, and heck, they even have Aaron Sanchez. They got a top four. They they got the big four, and that's the way baseball is going. If you don't have at least a big three pitching staff in your rotation, you ain't going anywhere. You're going anywhere. Plain and simple. Now, Grinky, I think his first game ever with Houston got freaking shelled, but you know, I. They need they need to go out and do something in the offseason. So all right. Alright, guys. I would like to extend our appreciation for tuning in and everyone that's been following us on Facebook and all the support that has been shown to us so far. Um, keep tuning in, keep supporting us. Make sure you leave that five-star Johnny Menzel rating either on iTunes or on our Facebook page, where we're uploading daily and sometimes multiple times throughout the day. And as, as I said the, um, in the last episode, shoot us a message. Heck, just comment. We'll, we'll interact right back with you. Just like Nolan said, we're definitely on Facebook. We're very active. Uh, if you have any questions, feel free to message us. We'll get back to you as soon as we can. And uh, thank you guys for tuning in to the Thursday night edition of the Strong of the, uh, Armchair Refs podcast. Guys, have a great night.